Hello, and welcome back to the Blind Shots Podcast. I'm your host, David Hill, coming to you from one of Reese Jones's dastardly bunkers on Cog Hill number four. And this is season three, episode six. Today, I'm opening a time capsule. Back in March of 2021, I recorded a conversation with Chicago's Chris McEwen. Then I ran out of steam, stopped publishing podcasts, got busy recovering from yet another sprained ankle, eventually played a lot of golf, and I look up, and the would-be episode with Chris was gone, like tears in rain. But through the miracles of technology, that conversation has been returned home to me so that I can share it with you now. Chris is great. He's simultaneously one of the best guys in golf and one of its most interesting. He's a musician, a podcaster, a YouTube sensation, a washed-up baseball player, a sound engineer, father, golfer, and plus handicapped conversationalist. Listening to the recording from the other side of the 2021 golf season was a little surreal for me to see what has come to fruition, what we might have completely whiffed on and such. Most of our thoughts on golf and media and travel have no expiration date, and thus I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Before we jump back in, a reminder that the Blind Shots podcast is a member of the Talking Golf Network of Shows, which you can find at TalkingGolf.com with just one G. It's a bunch of podcasts for serious golfers. There's a really good episode of State of the Game out uh, with the regular show host right now, talking to Korea's So Yeon Ru, the former number one player in women's golf. You should give it a listen. Reminder that you're invited to interact with this show on Twitter at BlindShotsPod, as well as on Instagram under the same handle. Feedback is always appreciated. I know there are at least dozens of you out there, and you're all super quiet, which goes against any actual aerial tables I've ever seen. Finally, a reminder that the Blind Shots podcast is sponsored by me, David Hill. In addition to playing, talking, and writing about golf, I'm a licensed Kentucky realtor with Rector Hayden Realtors. I work with homeowners buying and selling their homes, and also with investors and businesses on their commercial property needs here in central Kentucky. You can find my contact information at davidhill.rhr.com. If you've got a real estate question, you just want to know what a realtor can do for you, reach out to me and we can get the conversation started. Speaking of starting conversations with that, here's Chris McEwen on our journey through time and space. Are you performing any? No, I'm going to, uh, I, I play one show a year in uh, Arizona for family and friends. And uh, so I've got, I've already started my, my set list and that'll be the one show that uh, people hear me. Otherwise, it's just my poor wife and my dog that have to suffer <laughs> through, <laughs> through I doubt learning. it's suffering I, I doubt very seriously that it's suffering knowing you <laughs> a little bit yeah it's fun I was actually playing to, it was kind of it was kind of perfect I had so I've got two screens here because uh, this is my office too and um, so I had the masters up and I was sitting on the couch behind me just playing guitar and watching guys hit shots it made for a nice afternoon there's a lot of ways we can go with that visual, and since we're doing radio and not TV, we're just going <laughs> to leave that one alone, because that sounds like the intro to a really funny McConaughey skit. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you swung a club much this year, in 2021? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, played a couple times. Uh, the first round, there was still snow on some greens and some fairways, but uh, that didn't stop us. That a boy. And then... And then uh, Got out probably two or three times. I um, I joined this local tour. Uh, it's called the Chicago Golf Tour. Okay. And uh, me and Adam got in, got into it together because we'll play the same. It's cool the way they set it up. So there's a 
for it's, listeners uh, at home, that's Adam Fonseca of Golf Unfiltered. Do I have that right? That's right. Okay, Golf Unfiltered. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, man, you snuck up on me. I didn't realize we were recording. You know what? We just talked, <laughs> and if anything's usable, I put it in the show, and if not, we have technical difficulties. <laughs> Good. Fair enough. Anyways, um, I did that to I did, did that, actually did that to my last guest on my podcast, which was pretty funny because he he uh, we were probably forty five minutes in, and he's like, hey. When do we start recording? I'm like, dude, since you said hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, yeah, so we, we joined the Chicago Golf Tour, and they set it up where it's a, there's a south side tour, a west side tour, and a north side tour. Uh, there's no east side in Chicago because that's Lake Michigan. Right. Uh, and so we're playing the south side tour, and uh, and it the there's like 12 events – and they have a major or they have majors and all the majors align with the PGA tour majors. Gotcha. So it's master's week for us as well. Is week. that a pro-am event? Is it your score and a pro score? That's one of the things we do with our Lexington has a league and they move it around okay. and, and for the majors and maybe for the players. Some yellow this year, we weren't active that early. Um, yeah, like that. That's a popular tournament within the league is not okay. only is it a major event kind of on the purse, but there will be a pro-am aspect that you, you know, maybe either you pick a guy, you know, that who's going to shoot the the low number Saturday, or uh, oh, or sometimes maybe it's awesome. a blind draw. It's a it's a hat full of names, and you pick one yeah. out, and it's so not only are you going to win, like there's a gross flight for people that can score, and then there's a or maybe the whole thing is just the low two man. Like if you shoot an eighty yeah. and your your guy pulls a seventy, okay, you're in with one fifty, and you let the chips fall where they may. Oh, I love that. No, that's not what this is, but I'm gonna. Steal that? No, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm gonna steal that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, this is just um, you know a handicap stroke play kind of thing, and they flight it, uh, and um, yeah, it's gross in net. I don't, you know, so I guess you win something, some point. Uh, I, I have, I've never. This is the first time I've ever played competitive stroke play golf in my life. So it's quite a thing for me. Being a a former athlete that you are, you're gonna like it. Okay, that like yeah. like getting into the leagues. One, the first year I got into a league was before I really had any lessons. I was just kind of you know casual golfer. It cured me of my vanity handicap like that. You know, getting closed out on the 11th green in the match play event. Okay, that's that <laughs> yeah, that's that right. wakes that wakes you up. It's like oh well, that wasn't any fun at all. Um, the other thing is it, it builds you some camaraderie. You know, you get guys that you get along with. You get guys that you want to beat. You know. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think if you yeah, if you get a full season out of it, I'd be very surprised if you don't you know really look forward to the next season. It's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because um, like when I usually when I go play, like of course I want to score and and you know we'll we rake pots. You know, the, we'll we yeah. play the gentlemen's gimmies or whatever. We're not pro, pro tip. It, don't rake putts in league play. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, but now, like when we go and we play the stroke play stuff, like a four foot putt is kind of nerve wracking for a rookie like me, right? Like it's it's totally different. So I are, I'm already enjoying that that part of it, right? Uh, the 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 need or the want to stay in around, like when they talk about it on television, right? Like you know, just stay in the round, stay in the round, despite the double that you just carded. Uh, it's a whole new like aspect of the game oh yeah and learning awesome. learning to, to try to score when you don't have a swing i mean when you're just you're playing the swing you have that day yeah like, like a, you know you figure out there's 
I like competitive golf a lot more than I ever thought I would. Like it yeah. start for me, it started out. We have local leagues here for Lexington, which is okay. you know we're a we're a small city. We're metro area, about half a million people. City proper, maybe three hundred. So mm-hmm. you know, dwarf. You know, that's a nice suburb for you guys. <laughs> But our state association, you know, we have an omnibus state association, the Kentucky Golf Association, and they started an amateur league, you know, maybe half a decade ago, maybe close to a decade ago. And I got involved with that. One is just a way to go see – that was like member for a day stuff. Like, yes, there was a, okay. a net and gross component to it that I wasn't going to win, but it was a, a – you know, sometimes some pretty high-end clubs would go see that. So I'm interested with the Chicago League. Is this all – like, where are you playing? Is it all city courses? Ooh. Is it daily fee stuff? Is it a nice mix? Yeah, so um, that's that's what got me in. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of century local. I'm right down in the loop in Chicago. So I could play the north side or the south side. But the south side has uh, Ravislow. Mm-hmm. That's where we're playing our Masters round at Ravislow, nice. um, which is just a great old school Donald Ross gem of a golf course that they've restored and it's gorgeous it's great um and then the other course i think the um is that the u.s open is being hosted by a a course called harborside here which is just south of the city it's actually i think it's in the in the city limits um and it's links play wide open right down by the water right yeah it's yeah it's they've got yeah it's a huge body of water there it's not the lake i don't know it can't be the lake but uh um but yeah, it's a great, great course. We'll go on there. That's a, you know, prime rate is you know a hundred and something dollars, and uh, a lot of the city kids like me will go at four o'clock and chase the sun, right, and play for fifty um, on a Wednesday night or something. Um, so yeah, the the courses that uh, that we've got that they're offering on the south side are really, really fun. Mistwood's another one that's that's links play. Um, yeah, so it's it's. Uh, it's cool, man. It's it's really fun. Well, well, great. And that kind of leads into one of the things I wanted to talk about because you're in Chicago, which is True. our big, sprawling, urban, absolute unit of a city. Okay, it's old, it's dense. Um, yeah. You know, you guys are in permanent redevelopment, permanent, you know, infill, rediscovery, those sorts of things. Yeah. In the city, I had a discussion. Uh, with one of the guys from the National Links Trust in D.C. Okay. He said, you know, I, I, I kind of drew out the point that if you weren't playing at one of those National Links Trust courses, okay, there's three. There's East Potomac, uh, the one in Rock Creek Park, and Langston. Okay. And if you weren't playing those, you had a minimum of a 45-minute or an hour drive out to the suburbs just to find a decent daily fee course if you weren't a member somewhere right so right. paint me a little bit of a picture i've got very limited chicago golf I, I went and played my friend lived down in wicker park and we went and played cog hill one time with his dad and that felt okay. like we were driving to iowa just to get <laughs> there and then to get clubbed over the head because we played dubs dread and i was i was oh. mu- a much worse golfer then than i am hat golfer now and yeah just to take body blow after body blow there was there's the only time I can really describe golf as a slog. Like I saw that 18th yeah. hole and I was like, thank God. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, you know, you've got some high end country clubs in Chicago, Chicago golf yeah. club, one of the greatest links, one of the greatest golf courses in the world, all the way down to 
I bet you've got some places that can barely keep grass growing there. So paint me a yeah. little bit of a picture of the scene yeah. for someone that doesn't belong to Chicago Golf Club or Evanston <laughs> Golf Club or something neat. like that. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so we've got – it's a good mix. I feel like, um, you know, William Lankford did some of his earliest work here, right? So up north on the North Shore when they were developing, um, you know, all the Chicagoans needed a place to get out of the city um, and, and where I live – uh, wasn't actually part of the city, right? So the reason that they call it the second city is because the first one burnt to the ground and they rebuilt the second city. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if you go south, there were a lot of private courses there that have since, you know, we've lost some, but, you know, there's there's some pretty good old courses that are there. Um, is Olympia but, south side? Yep. Okay. Yep, Olympia South. Flossmore is is Flossmore Country Club, which is they just sort of reopened re- and renovated that. Um, our pal Marco mm-hmm. um, from Golf Chat, you know, he's he's great friends with the owners of that golf golf course, and they're doing some awesome awesome things there. They are it's a country club, you know, you 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 have to be a member um, unless you know Marco, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they're playing music off the deck, you know, over the driving range. Um, they're just kind of you know they're they're doing what they can to to draw and they're trying to build some some uh like in um suite like some suites into the into the clubhouse and things like that but anyway so that's you know that's a historic golf course that's been around forever too um but then if you go north uh, a lot of chicagoans built uh, a lot of mobsters built hideaways getaways mm-hmm. up north um will met winnetka you know, it was all sort of marshy, swampy land, and they just kind of backfilled it. And then they they wanted to have golf courses, right? So there's some really good, like I mentioned, Langford. Um, he put together some golf courses, some nine hole, and then expanded to 18 hole up north uh, in Winnetka. And so you can go there. It's a, you know, it's a park district course, it's a Muni, okay. but you know, you can see the makings of some of the of the the things that would become uh, sort of you know um, historic and and kind of almost sort of the the model that that they would go on and, and build at at more important golf courses uh to some people right um but yeah to your point you know to get so we've got a nine hole Maravitz uh course right on right on the lake uh great 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 nine hole golf course the trouble with it is that it's a great great nine hole golf course and everybody in chicago wants to play it all the time so <clears throat> you can play nine holes in three and a half hours Right. It's uh, it's slow. It's slow uh, and it's crowded. And uh, so, um, you know, if you go, I have a buddy that I used that used to live in this building. Um, we would go crack a dawn first out. Right. And get through in an hour, hour and a half. <clears throat> but, uh, he, he, you know, everybody, all of my friends, all my golfing buddies, they got married and had kids and then they flee to the suburbs. Right. So <laughs> so I'm left here in the city alone with my nine hole Maravits or I have to commute to go and meet them. And so most of the time we will drive, you know, I'll, I'll leave the city. You know, Cog Hill is a good example. Adam and I meet up there every once in a while. Um, uh, what's the other one that's out in Lamont? Um, it's a uh, to Pete Dye that's out there. Um, ruffled feathers. That's what it is. OK. Um, so there's some, you know, there's some good golf here uh but you do if you live where i live you you're gonna have to travel a little bit um which you know the irony is i didn't own a car for like three years or whatever it was because i my office before this uh was less than a mile from my house so i was just walking um and so i would rent a car on a saturday like getting a tea time for me before i i went and bought a car 
It was a whole thing, man. Like I had no. <laughs> yeah, you're not in North Berwick. You, you get on the you get on the L with a bag of clubs, and pe- right. people are gonna look. They may not say anything, but they're gonna look. Yeah, so I had to like I had to know like what time, what day, so I can get up, hit up Hertz, and let them know that uh, McEwen needs a needs a car that day. So. <laughs> They would ask me. They knew me so well because it was literally every weekend. I played. Oh, you got to get to the Hertz shop too. Could you walk to Hertz? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Walk to Hertz. All right. For sure. That's right down by House of Blues. Okay. Right down. Right. Right down the street. Um. But yeah, I um. I would walk in there and they're like, "Oh, where are you playing today? Who are you playing with? What? You know, the whole thing. It was like, uh, let's see you tomorrow morning. You know, the whole. They they knew me quite well. That's. That's beautiful, man. I love that. But uh, I do love Chicago golf, man. And, you know, one of the things, uh, real quick, and then we can move on, but, um, you know, I, I had talked about my first round was in the snow, mm-hmm. and we were hitting, you know, we didn't use tees. We would just build a little snowman, and the ball was the snowman's head, and, you know, we'd tee off that way or whatever. Oh, um, I love that. But, uh, but when the, the weather breaks in this city, man, it's like a new life. It's like being reborn every year. It's so great. And then you're out and, the, you know, you get to go outside. Well, I imagine that, yeah, that you guys, spring fever means something different for you guys up there. Um, we complain about cold weather without any right to do so. Um, <laughs> yeah, we get one. It's all relative. It's all relative. It, it is. Um, you know, you're in a big city that always needs money. That's true. Parks, Parks and Recreation is a department that love that just walk, lives with a with a target on its back. Yeah. Um. You know, you guys kind of famously had a project. I think it was within the city. Um, down the the Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. The, a, adjacent project with with yeah. um with that park. Yeah. Is golf kind of growing, shrinking, or maybe stuck in neutral? Oh man, it's. Uh, I think it's we're experiencing the same thing everyone else is. Um, I mean, last last year during the big golf pandemic boom, right, we were literally walking off 18 and we wouldn't leave the parking lot until we had the next weekend's golf round booked. Because if you waited till Wednesday, it was too late. You just weren't going to get a tee time, especially for us. We, My group is kind of early risers. We like to get out and, uh, you know, and, and do sleep and the whole thing. And that just wasn't going to happen. And we, it took us a while to figure it out. You know, and thankfully, Twitter kind of started to inform me that uh, something was happening, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think we're we're experiencing the same thing that that most other regions are, where it's just uh, it's all the time, everywhere. Um, in fact, uh, Maravitz, that that course I talked about, the nine hole, uh, they just got an influx of funds to renovate uh, a lot of the the uh, clubhouse, and they're going to implement some stuff for kids. And and kind of uh you know the indoor space and they're gonna get a practice green because none of that exists like you were saying like Mervitz doesn't get any money from the city right kidding yeah uh, but now you know with the with the boom uh, some money's starting to come in and and yeah the Tiger project on the south side is great that's gonna be I can't wait to see see what that looks like and it's kind of it'll be like our little Pebble Beach because if you come into town with your Kentucky license or your license your driver's license you have to pay like two hundred and fifty bucks. Chicago so they're doing Chris. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the Tory model where local yeah, yeah yep. tiered yep. pricing. Well, that's yep. it's smart. Um yep. two things I want to get. I'll go to that one first. Is in is Chicago a golf destination for a golf tragic like me? 
Um, or, or should it be? Let me put it that way. Like I've played Cog Hill, and yeah, if I get an invite to Olympia or you know right. Chicago, you know right. some really nice private club experience, of course I'm gonna go. Yeah, but yeah, of yeah. what's available to the rest of us schlubs? It's tough, man. I guess it depends on where you live and what you like, right? Um, I think there are some really good golf courses here. Um, are there a lot of public great golf courses? That's it. It depends. Like if you want to go, if you want to play a Donald Ross uh, in Chicago, where you can actually take the train to the golf to the to the golf course, and they will pick you up and bring you to the clubhouse, which is awesome, um, and kind of relive that and and see that. Then, yeah, you should come. Um, otherwise, you know, we've got, you know, Schaumburg Golf Club is a good one. Uh, that's another one that they've just renovated that has some historic ties because that's another kind of suburby mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I think Mistwood and and certainly Cog Hill, even Cog, even if you come to play Cog Hill, uh, if you play Ravines and not Dubs Drive, but Ravines is a it's a really good golf course, man. It's, it's fun. It's a fun golf course. Um, but yeah, it just depends on what you like. Like if you enjoy Midwest golf with our sort of trees and grass and things, and you you know, then I I think there's some good stuff. Um, is it a destination though? That's kind of what I'm getting hung up on. I don't know if it's a destination. I think. I think your trip would be enhanced by Chicago. Your golf trip would be hand, you know, enhanced by the fact that you're in Chicago, right? And there's so many right. other things that you can do. But yeah. if you came here specifically to only play golf, A, you'd have to travel a lot. You do a lot of driving. Um, and B, you know, you may leave a little disappointed. I don't know. It's a good, it's a good question. I never thought about it, actually. Now I have to think of... Well, see, you can chew on that because I'm going to circle back to you and Darren and Mitch in a little while. But, yeah, you okay. know, that's all about getaways, and, and I want to come back to that. What I wanted okay. to go back to on – with regard to the Chicago golf scene, one thing we're starting to see, I'm starting to notice around the country, private golf operators, not city, not county, not state parks, but yeah. daily fee stuff, housing stuff. You live in one of the most expensive cities in America True. How, you know, for housing costs. True. Yeah, and I don't know that I can really like if the city wants to stop funding a course. Okay, I'll I'll go call my council person. Go, you know, be the angry old man. Right. <laughs> but if but if somebody wants to turn their 180 acres into a, you know to sell out and get the the windfall of land prices right now, yeah. is that showing up out in the suburbs or in the city or in, or the in city, your city? Yeah. So yeah. So matter of fact, it just happened um, last year. Um, oh, the name of the course is going to escape me now, but it's another historic golf course. One of the very first that was, that were built, um, in the city. It's another course in Flossmoor. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I, uh, anyways, they, they shut it down. And so my pal Bill and I went out, uh, you know, in September when it was already, you know, it's all hairy and no one's taking care of it. And, but we just had to go play it because, it was significant in the in the lifespan of golf in this city, um, but they actually the town is freaking out now because they're going to build like you know tr- like uh, like big warehouses and 
just pour the whole thing, you know, pour cement across the whole thing. Oh, and, uh, that's yeah, an environmental so it's gonna, disaster. Yeah, you it's chase- gonna go from it's gonna go from green space to you know um, trucks constantly coming in and out of there at all times of night. And so there's a big whole thing now happening around wait, that. Wait till they get some good summer rains on on those impermeable surfaces. Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> my my home course was built in the 20s. Okay, it's a, a okay. it's a core course here in Lexington, which there actually is a dense part of Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> and it used to be kind of out in the. It, it was cut out of a horse farm. The guy gave the, this chunk of his horse farm to the city to make a public golf course. It's the first public wow. golf course. And so, you know, the University of Kentucky was tiny. It may not even have been called UK then. The the little Catholic hospital was a little one building thing. Well, now it's everything around it has been paved. And so oh. this golf course is the sin eater for all of this urban kind of development. Like all these yeah. rooftops where water can't go, all of a sudden it just comes to this golf course and it floods out every time there's a gully washer. So, right. you know, just seeing – when that stuff disappears, it's always interesting what happens next. It's it's the, un, the unintended – it's like a rainstorm in the desert. You know, things just pop up that no one ever <laughs> dreamed were there. Right. So I, I just didn't – I was curious how much of that was happening up there or if all of a sudden everybody was – you know, golf was declining and, and land prices are going up and then the boom of 2020 hits and everyone's kind of, okay, hold the phone. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can make a go of this. Yeah. I think um – yeah, and that's and that's the only one. <clears throat> Flossmore, which I, would, I just talked about, mm-hmm. um, was heading in that direction until it was saved and resurrected. Um, same with Ravislow. So Ravislow was was slying, a, uh, dying a slow death. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then uh, got saved basically. Um, Calumet, Calumet Country Club. That's okay. the one. Um, uh, anyways, and it's right next door to Olympia Fields, right? It's between Flossmore and Olympia Fields. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, that's – a lot of them were trending that way. And, and thankfully, someone came along and, and saved these courses. And like the guys that bought Flossmore, they're, they love golf. So it's a passion they, project for them. It's Yeah, they, they wanted to, to save that course. Um, they're longtime Southside Chicago guys. They knew the value just, you know – um, from a city perspective of that course. Now, Ravislow is even crazier because the guy who bought that is this like, he's a doctor, I think, doesn't play golf. There's no interest in the golf, but he loves the town and he wanted the town to have their, <clears throat> their own golf course. So he bought it. And then they're, they, you know, oh, wow. They remodeled it and they're working on the clubhouse. It's got one of the great, you got to come out here just for Ravislow, one of the great clubhouses in golf at Ravislow Golf okay. Club. It's great. Stan, I, I will take you up on that, and you know I will. Um, <laughs> you're a busy man. I, I feel fortunate to be able to grab uh, a little bit of your time. You have been. I mean, you, you're tell me how it's going with one with the YouTube show. Now, tell tell the folks a little bit yeah, of what yeah, you're the, what you're up to. YouTube is such a weird, different space, man. That's <laughs> so I had this YouTube channel for a while. Um, it did stuff every once in a while, whatever I, I wanted to probably, you know, I started playing around in the golf media space when I, when I first started playing, um, I did a, little, a lot of writing about other things before I started playing golf and, uh, and I really wanted to write about golf. And then, um, it just kind of coincided with my actual real day job. Um, there was this, like, I can't remember the conversation, but they're like some, we need a, we need someone to hold a camera for X, 
And uh, I was like, I'll do it. You know, why not? And uh, and of course, just like so many other things in my life, uh, I just got obsessed with with video and f- photography and and all that kind of stuff. And and so started doing some golf stuff <clears throat> on YouTube. And then this past year and a half, I, I befriended uh, Bill Bush, who runs DrivingRangeHeroes.com, and uh, we decided to do this weekly show called That Range Life, where um, we do have like a, a structure to it, although it doesn't sometimes it doesn't always feel that way. But we have like he's a big big gear guy, like he is like the encyclopedia of golf gear. He's some weird savant about the stuff, and he loves it. And so he writes reviews a lot on his website. And he'll bring that and we'll do a segment called Gear Talk. Mm-hmm. And he'll usually he's teaching me something about X piece of equipment um, because you could hand me anything. I'd be like, all right, I'll go play. I don't care. You know, it's not I wasn't like that with baseball or, or photography or anything, but like golf, for whatever reason, it's just like yet. The end of that sentence <laughs> is yet. Well, here's the thing, like right behind me. I don't know if it's in the oh, shot. Yeah, I can um, see. Yeah. So those are old vintage Tommy Armour irons. Um, so it's his, his that, and he's a big vintage guy too so he's already starting to influence me on that stuff but um but yeah so we started doing this this weekly show and uh it just it's it's crazy man like at at this point now and then and from there we started doing unboxing videos and we started doing match play videos and and all kinds of other stuff and now um every hour of every day someone's watching a video on that stupid youtube channel <laughs> it's like nice it's crazy though, man. It's like what? I, it's it, yeah. It's really. Um, I mean, it's super fun. I I love to do the video stuff. It's a blast for me. Um, thank. I'm so thankful that I raised my hand that day because now that's all I do for for my job is is edit video and create videos and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, and now I get to do it as a hobby um, as well. And people apparently watch it, which is bizarre. Go- Golfers are a we are a tragic, strange breed. You know, you, you have not only not only the video space, you've also got the audio space with golf true. origin stories. It's true. Uh, that was how was. What do you know now that you didn't know a year ago when you were, were ramping up and getting that going? Um, I, I think my biggest thing I think I've talked about before is um, listening is a skill. It doesn't necessarily come natural. Um, it does like the more that you talk to someone and the more that you listen, a lot, a lot of people will listen to respond, um, right. Instead of listening to understand, listen to, to actually hear. Um, and so I feel like, uh, like I've, I've joked about the early shows, like when you came on, thank God, when I had like four episodes in the can or whatever, and, and you're like, I'll come on. Um, sure. I want to redo like the first 15 episodes with my oh, same that's guests. True. Yeah, with my same guest, right? Because I'm a better editor now. I'm a better host. I'm a better listener. Um, all those things, right? And uh, and so I'm more comfortable myself. But I think the the biggest thing was, um, well, always, always, always be who you are. There's an audience for you, whether you know it or not. There is an audience with your that will appreciate your style. And um, and I think we've joked about it on Twitter. Um, the fewer lines on our track, the yes. better. Right. Let the guests do all the work. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, man. It sounds and, better. <laughs> so I, I know. I know what I think. I, I, I really I do want to be interested in what they have to say. Although. Right. right. I, I could sit here and talk into a microphone. And if you unplugged it, I wouldn't stop. I'd still probably have <laughs> these same thoughts and have the same conversation. Um, uh, it's so true. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Because, like, 
your our listeners, your listeners, my listeners, they they know us. They're not coming on for us, right? They're coming on for whoever we're gonna. They're coming on. They're, they're listening to have to, to listen to the conversation between you and someone else. And so that's kind of how I approach that. Like, okay, I'll I'll ask a question and then get way way out of the way. Try to. Although every once in a while, I'll just sneak in a solo monologue. Like I got enough rambling thoughts. I got it. It's therapeutic. Yeah, see, I got to get it out. Yeah, I, I keep mine really on random. That, man. You're really good at that. And, and my like my show doesn't. I've thought about doing that kind of thing, um, but my show yet doesn't lend itself to. You. Although I think I don't want to steal Connor's bit. I don't want to steal golf. You know the history. This or what is it? Golf historian. Yeah, talking um, golf history. Yeah, I don't want on, to steal on the Talking yeah. Golf Network of shows right here. Proud member, right, right? And it's like it's one of those things where he's obviously so so good at that. That I mean, why? Why would I even? Because I have golf. You know, every piece of, of equipment has a golf origin story. Yeah, it does. That's true. Um, and so I could do some storytelling, I suppose. But um, but a, I like talking to other humans. Um, you know, the scheduling piece of it, which I know you know, is like my most obsessed thing in the world. Um, and and the, I guess the other thing I'll, I learned is that um, doing a weekly show with guests is really hard. Yes, it's a job. It's, it's really a part time job. It's really hard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are the things I learned. Good lessons for all aspiring podcasters out there. I will uh, tell you this, too. Uh if you are thinking about having doing a podcast, recording a podcast, just do it. Do it. Focus on advice. sound quality first. That's what Rod Morey taught me from you the guys, from my guy that. in Australia. Yeah. He, it, it, I, he told me how to do it. It took me a year to work up the courage to do it and to assemble, you know, even just some of the rudimentary equipment. But yeah, focus on the focus on sound quality, and then yeah, then just do it. Just go yeah. go running in. You'll, you know, after you've done a few, you'll cringe at what you did at the first, you know, on the blog. If I went back and looked, Cog Hill might be my first like course review on one bearded golfer. Is that right? I, I, I should probably go delete it, but you know, you know what? I'm just going to leave my, oh, it's so <laughs> awful. I'm sure I, I don't even want to think I can't, it's one of those. I can't go back and see it because the writing I'm sure is just so awful. Um, but, but that it's was, not awful. You're just better now. No, I wasn't that's myself. Awesome. That's the thing. I didn't know who I was. Oh, then yeah, then I was well, trying then, to. It, I was trying to too, do a though. thing out of like you know make a big deal out of Cog Hill, and that it beat me up. It's like, well, I realized pretty quickly. I think after I got the idea for the blog, it's like same as same theory I have for the podcast. I didn't do a Masters preview show giving you my picks and thoughts on who's going to win because I don't right. follow pro golf close enough. And I definitely yeah. don't follow golf gambling close enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> right. So nobody – if anybody is going to read my blog beyond my mother, she doesn't care about the 250th review on Google search of Harbortown. Sure. You know, I, I, I kind of sure. stopped – I realized that a – a list quest or a top 100 quest just wasn't going to be me. Yeah. Um, and so I got a little more comfortable. And the same thing with the show. Um, you know, there's a a pretty easy to identify kind of group of almost kind of perma podcast guests. You know, people that sure. that talk golf and talk pro golf so beautifully. And even in the golf architecture space with yeah. the guys Derek talks to and the, the guy that the guys yeah. that Andy talks to with fried egg and, and Derek yeah. Duncan of feed the ball. Um, 
you know, it's not stay in my lane so much, but just, yeah, what you said, just I guess that's all a long winded version uh, to say, you know, be yourself when you're going to do it. But, yeah, that early stuff, just just make peace with the fact you're not going to like it after six months. Right. Don't worry right. about it. Sunk cost. Right. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, yeah. Rod's the best, too. I don't know. Does he does he listen to these? Because he's kind of helped me a lot on the kind of down low. Right. Yeah. I, I always really appreciate it. Like he just like he'll reach out or he'll, you know, we'll start a conversation on Twitter and then we move it into. Isn't he great? I am. He's the best man. Yeah. He's, like legitimately, he's one of the best people. Yes, he is. I, yeah. I try to send him when people are thinking about getting in the game. I, I try to get them in touch or at least tell them, like, look at his, you know, he's got a school. See if you can. Um, yeah, that's what he's doing now is podcast school, like teaching people how to do it, renting studio space and whatnot. It's great. It's uh, awesome, man. I, I wouldn't be here. Speaking of studio space, one of your other projects, you have become kind of like, what is your role with the Talking Golf Getaway guys? With with uh, Darren Bunch, Mitch Lawrence, um, they've yeah. got a, they've got one of the oldest. I mean, they're like OGs of the golf podcast space. They, they, they really are. They really. Uh, really you know are that bad. even that show, like that was up there when I first started listening to podcasts. It was Rue McDonald, Scottish Golf Podcast. Darren and Mitch with Talking Golf. Um, maybe Adam was on the air back then, but yeah. I mean, it's it's mushroomed since. But uh, what are you doing with those guys? Yeah, so I guess technically I would be the producer, although it's a kind of a loose title because I'm not booking anything. I'm not booking guests for them. So a lot of times a producer will do like the whole thing, right? They're a project manager um, from a music perspective. But for me, I guess I'm a, I'm a sound engineer. Okay. That's what I am. So they they bequeath me the um the title of producer. Um just so you I'm can really get in the guild, right? I'm just <laughs> right. So I'm really just a sound engineer. So yeah, I I um I just help the podcast sound good. I um and I've taken a workload, you know, the workload off of Darren cuz he was doing a lot of the the editing and things and um I've gotten really sort of it's gotten real easy for me. I've got a system to it. I know what sounds good. Um and they're using the same software and programs and stuff that I use. So it's really simple for me. Um, and then I get to latch on to them wherever they travel. Oh, now that's a perk. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to follow whether they want me there or not. I'm going. Well, well and, and that's kind of one of what to, where I wanted to take us. You know, they, their show introduced me some to some things that I now love very dearly. Places mm-hmm. like Tobacco Road. Um, you know, when I was going to Scotland, Darren kind of pointed out some stuff to me that I, I ought to look into at least. Yeah. Um, so a little debt of gratitude there. And sure. I know Mitch's brother a little bit because Matthew Lawrence has a golf show here in Lexington. Yeah, back, he's on ESPN. Yeah, on the, yeah. the ESPN affiliate, Backspin Golf. Yeah. Friend of the, the podcast. So um, it's been interesting to see that kind of evolve. And uh, But, yes, those – Mitch and Darren travel to places. They get just the best. Uh, I, Darren must be just the the sweetest talker when he's when he's selling, you know, a, a, a feature or you know, no kidding, right? Ad space or what? What what is on your? Let me get you out of here on a couple of these. What's on your agenda for 2021 golf wise? Um, well, two trips with those guys. Hopefully, one to French Lick in okay. May. Have you um, have you been there? I haven't. Oh, it, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about it. And that one's good because it'll sort of ease me into traveling again since I haven't really traveled very much or at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one's in May. And then in late August, 
we're heading to Gamble Sands. Nice, out west. Yeah, and uh, I've never played there either, and we're going to do Gamble Sands, and I think we're going to matriculate down the coast to Wine Valley and play that course. Um, so, yeah, those those two with, with that whole gang. Um, and then every year I, I head to Arizona. My entire family is in Arizona, so I head down there. I hold a uh, – it's become a quite the little golf trip slash tournament, um, mm-hmm. and uh, this year we'll be in Flagstaff. Last year we were in Sedona. The year before that, we were, I think, in Scottsdale and Tucson. It was way too hot because we'd play in July. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go out to, to Arizona for maybe a week or two. And, um, and yeah, we'll play up in Flagstaff. We rent a big, huge house. Uh, in 20, we didn't do it in 2020 for obvious reasons. In 2019, we had, I think, something like 60 participants. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's really – it started with 12 of us. 12 of us went to Tucson, and we played this – it's a match play scramble. So it's a match play best ball, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, because some of the guys that play with us, they're, they're our very, very best friends. They play golf three times a year. Yeah. Right? So I've got that on my golf trip. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You. Oh, man. That's right. You do very something very similar, but you put a lot more work into it than I <laughs> do because you've got to – score things weird and stuff like we just match up handicaps you know and say go play right um but yeah so and then we rent this huge house and there's like 20 of us that stay at the house and it's a whole thing and it's you know i hang out and my uncles come into town and my brothers are there and it's it's uh it's the highlight of my year no matter where else i go that's always the best week um of my year so that's those um what a cool event it's so much fun, man. And it's like become this whole, like I said, it's like. How many years have you built it? We've done it five years now, right? Okay. Yeah, five years. And, and we've got, now we have glasses and shirts. And I've got a store online that guys go and they buy swag based on the color of their teams. And it's like, yeah, there's a logo. It's like a whole thing. I told you, I don't do anything like half-assed. Like if I'm going to do this, um, I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, we have a store. We've got the the tournament. Um, we've got yeah the teams. We do. Uh, we last year we did a live draft, which was hilarious because it's just everybody's online, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it was a really good time. And then and then at when we meet up um, the before the first day of the tournament, we have a pairings party, you know, we do that whole thing, and it's it's so great. We have two chefs that come along that not. They're part of the group. They just mm-hmm. happen to be chefs. So we have some of the best food oh, wow. you know, that, that you could that you could imagine. And uh, and yeah, it's it's great, man. It's super fun. It's just an absolute blast. And and of course, my brother and I always go head to head. You know, I mean, we're paired up with someone, but we always have to play each other. And that's like the whole rivalry, which was actually born from the very first year we did it, when he and I and our playing partners had to play the 18th hole four times in a row because we were all square at the end of the tournament. And so we just kept running it back. It was so great. We we had that last year. We had the the winner come down to one putt on 18 on the 90th hole of the the tournament. <laughs> so fast, man. That's when that's when it was like really it was going to be a one-off thing and that kind of was the like the it's just the it catapulted into we have to do this every year. I mean, there was a small gallery. There were people from outside the group that had come to the green that had hurt, you know what I mean? Like the whispers mm-hmm. had spread. And then, uh, yeah, like I sunk a 12 foot putt for the win and it was like pandemonium. It was just the, it was so much fun. 
Nice. Yeah, it was so much fun. We had we had a similar we had the same story but with a different ending. The first time we had gone, we we grew from four to eight. And so we had teams. That's the first time we really integrated teams. Yeah. And it turns out we but our team was up early, their team kind of rallied late. And over two and a half days of golf, we ended in a dead tie. <laughs> so we had to run it back the next year. That like kind of ensured, well, everybody's got to come back now. Right, because right. Because we, we, we've got to have a rubber. We've got to decide this death match. Right. Um, what is on your, you know, we've mentioned destinations and, and getaways. What's on your golf wish list? And, and I'll give you two. Okay. One, where you want to go that you haven't. And two, where would you love to go back that you're not sure you're going to get there? Mm. So I, I'll answer the second one first, although I'm going to get back, but that would be Sand Valley. Okay. Sand Valley, I went last year, or yeah, last year, with the, it was my only trip of the year with uh, the Golf Chat kids, right, with um, with Ben and, and all those guys. And, um, dude, that place is, that place is awesome. It's so great. Um, 2021 trip. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just an absolute blast. I mean, the... The short course is so much fun. You know, I, Mammoth Dunes is one of my very, very, very favorite courses. It's like Mammoth Dunes and the Loop are right there just as far as you can just have so much fun. <clears throat> and you don't have to be very good to mm-hmm. play those courses necessarily and, and have a good time, which is always good. Um, and uh, so that's – I may not get back there this year, um, but I hope that I do get back there. I, and Because here's here's the problem, like – Along with my trip to Arizona, there's another uh, group trip to Michigan that I always go to. I have to play – I, I really, really, really want to play in the duel at the loop. Right. That's on my I, to-do list. Yeah, I was signed up and ready to go in 2020. Oh. I had it. I had the, the golden ticket and I was going to go. And uh, and I was going to meet some of our Twitter pals there again. And, and But, yeah, it got canceled. So hopefully that's what will fill out my schedule this year. Um and the, the one the that duel I, at the I'm gonna just interject here. The duel at the loop. The loop course is the 18 hole reversible course. We've talked about it on here in prior episodes. The the duel at the loop is on. It, it alternates even days as one direction and odd days as the other. Well, if right. you catch a 31st of the month, however many times that happens during their active season, it's a big event. It's an all the course is sold out all day, and it's a is it a two man or four man event? Two man, I believe. Two man, and you go around both directions on the same day that's, you get your name on it they put your name on a plaque it's like a whole thing man. it's so it's in that place for those that haven't gone to the loop if you listen to my podcast i i think there's a rule like every four episodes i play a pearl jam song and every four episodes i talk about the loop or i talk about forest dunes in general those are the mm-hmm. things that it's just forest dunes in general the people there it's the people that made the whole thing it, they're so great um, and is. then the, the loop is just kind of a bonus where it's just, and I haven't gotten there with the short course now, but the 18 hole putting green is an absolute blast. Like just, you'll hear, you'll be sitting on the patio and you'll just hear random cheers because someone just lost 10 bucks on the green, right? On the right. 18 hole green. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, the place I haven't been to yet and I, 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 I'm, I have to get there is Bandon. I have okay. yet to, to play Bandon. Now, I, I also, when I was on, uh, I was actually a guest on the show that I produce, which was weird. Um, <laughs> talking golf getaways, um, it was part of the contract. I negotiated it, to be, nice. to be honest. But anyways, um, I haven't played much in the southeast. Like I haven't done Tobacco Road. I haven't done like that whole area. So I still have that side of the country to get to get to. Really, 
you won't be disappointed. I'm sure oh. Mitch and, and Darren can. They've got so many stories and can set you up. I've fallen in love with it. I, I've yeah. made a, a well-publicized promise to myself that for each year that I don't travel internationally for golf, meaning basically Ireland or Scotland, right? right. I I go make a pilgrimage uh, down to Tobacco Road and and walk that and and try to get to Mid Pines too because that's one yeah. one A. You know, yeah. could not be more different. I, I have this discussion with my guys, Fred and Matt, all the time that going back – if we were to go back to Scotland tomorrow, we'd – first reservations we'd make would be Ely and Carnoustie. And there mm-hmm. can't – there couldn't be two more polar opposite courses over there. Yeah. Short, fun, whimsical versus Mount Everest of, right. you know, of, of, champion, right. of open championship golf. Right, right. So there's – that's the nice thing about the Pinehurst area. You know, I wonder about these big upper Midwest resorts – you know, because you've got a lot of lake courses up there in, in Wisconsin, not far from you. Yep. And then you've got these these sandy destination courses, you know, Sand Valley, Ross Common, you know, Forest yeah. Dunes, Arcadia. Right, right, right. Yeah, Arcadia is another one I gotta. I need to make time. Yeah, I just I need to go and like live in Michigan for a while. Yeah, I haven't been to uh, South Arquette, Coast. Wasn't open. Arquette's another one. Yeah, Gray Walls. Yeah. You know, I don't know where else you can get. The diversity, though, that you get down kind of in the southeast because you hit yeah. those pockets of sand belt um, and it's going to be and it's beautiful down there. And then you hit, you know, you get into the, the Georgia hills, you get into the, the western North Carolina hills and it's mm-hmm. literally a whole nother world. Same time zone. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, it's just interesting where you get so much diversity in a, a short distance. Kentucky's like that. You yeah. can get from you can get from the mountains to the Mississippi Delta in about four hours and it's. Not yeah yeah you, it's crazy it's we're not used to that in Illinois in Illinois you can't I mean I can barely get out of, I can't get if I go south four hours is a joke if it gets me to like U of I gets me to Champaign <laughs> can you get to <laughs> Indianapolis in four state. hours I can okay there you go good golf yeah. in Indianapolis sneaky good golf town I've heard uh, this yeah I've heard that well you've done I'll get you out of here on this Chris because you, okay. you've given me a couple of really good ones on to do and to do again. From all of this golf media that you've kind of consumed and just throwing yourself into the golf game, yeah. Someone that's getting started out in golf that maybe they feel like they missed the boat in 2020 or they were they dipped their toes and maybe got to a driving range and were curious. What do you tell them? What's your what's your pitch to just to, for golf? Um, I tell them it's it's a, it's a much easier said than done. So I think back when I like I I told the story um, when I started playing. Uh, I started playing when I was sunsetting the rest of my athletic career, which didn't actually take. I still do some of the other stuff, but I wanted to – I still needed the competitive juices. I still needed to do something outside, whatever. But I didn't know – like there was, <laughs> there was a time when I was taking practice swings in a bunker and just hitting – like just taking sand out of the bunker over and over and over. I didn't know that you couldn't do that until my dad like called me a couple different things and said like, what are you doing? Like, so I would just say – I would say – Get a general idea of, of what the rules are. It doesn't have to be exact, but you don't want to make a fool out of yourself in there. But also um, just do whatever is fun. Like maybe maybe go if you're just starting to get on, you know, go find a nine hole that you can screw around. That's real. Maybe it's quiet and you can just hit two balls or something and don't worry about counting strokes. You know, pick up after 10 or something if, you know, just go and just be outdoors and hit some shots and, uh, and you'll eventually start to get better at it. And, and don't let, 
any perceived, please do not let any perceived notion about our sport uh, preclude you from getting out and playing. Because it's not, it's not always, it's not like that. I feel like those, those are kind of, to me anyways, from my experience, I've played with so many more patient, good-natured, fun-loving, likable humans like ourselves than I have what you tend to see on television as what a golfer is. Um, not, not the PGA, but just like on TV or whatever. Right. Right. Um, there's, there's fewer of them. There are more of us that just want to be out and have fun and, and enjoy, you know, playing with others and meeting others than there are those. So don't be intimidated by that stuff. Go out, play, have fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. Well said, well said second city collective. So you've got a small merch operation. Yeah. Plug, plug that before we go. Okay. Um, yeah, secondcitygolf.com is uh, me and Adam Fonseca of Golf Unfiltered, Bill Bush, who I also mentioned, of drivingrangeheroes.com. We're all Chicago guys. We're all pals. And um, and we have this idea where it's still kind of forming. But while we're coming up with the good idea, uh, we, we decided uh, to create – because I also am dabbling in some graphic arts and things. And, and so we started – playing around with some uh, some merch. So you can go there, and if you want a Driving Range Heroes shirt, or I think he's got, like, those guys went nuts, man. Once I opened that world up to him, like, there's flip-flops on there with, <laughs> with Adam's logo. <laughs> there's, like, all kinds of stuff. So golf unfiltered stuff, Driving Range Heroes stuff, um, and golf origin story stuff. Uh, if you want it on a shirt, whatever it may be, on a hat, go check it out. Um, well, there's more to come with that, uh, that, We'll probably wait until 2022, but there's we have plans for that whole thing. It's very exciting. If you can't be Mr. Right, be Mr. Right now. I'll <laughs> stick that all in the show notes so people can find it. They should listen to the show. They should watch the YouTube channel. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It'll get you through this craziness. It really That's will. right. That's right. Thanks, man. This is fun. Thank you. Uh, really I'm glad that you invited I, me. It, and, uh, it's always nice it was to only talk a year late. It's only it's only been a year <laughs> since I was on your show, and I said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll do it the other way." So yeah. that's right. We don't want to, we don't want to be too like close together. You know, you want to space them out. So right, this, distance makes the heart grow fond. Chris is fantastic. Please do check out his work at drivingrangeheroes.com with his partner Bill and their show That Range Life. His YouTube channel is an easy catch-all for all his video work, including the unboxing series and the equipment reviews. That address is Chris McEwen on YouTube.com. He's easy to find on Twitter and Instagram. And even though his Origin Stories podcast is on a little hiatus at the moment, you should still subscribe to it, check out the archives, and wait for the inevitable new episodes to drop. Hey, thanks for stopping by for this episode of the Blind Shots podcast. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review for the show. Each time someone leaves a five-star rating for this podcast, my dream of being the number seven most popular golf podcast in the Mid-South gets just a little closer to reality. Help me out. Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. If you didn't enjoy it, well, that's just tough, but I'll still try to do better next time, I promise. And I hope you will join me next time here on the Blind Shots Podcast. Until then, stay safe, be smart, enjoy the links to Chris's work found in the show notes, and as always, when you have the choice, do decide to go for it and take dead aim.
we have to reconvene after the um you know like i know you're a, you're a cardinals fan right for whatever reason but yes because okay. i like winning <laughs> do you though you, were you you the other guy <laughs> i almost wore like i almost i almost showed up in full cubs regalia <laughs> 